Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 13, uh, Episode 1 of the Marvel Hacks. As you can look, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, at the uh, the things behind us, everybody's got some sort of version of the Avengers, except for Hodge. Uh, we are going to be talking about Avengers Forever tonight, uh, the epic series from 1998 by Kurt Busiek and Carlos Pacheco. Uh, and the reason that we're getting into that is because of Kang, bitches. That's right, Kang. But we'll get into the reason why we're doing that tonight. We're also going to review Loki, the finale, and the Black Widow movie on the line tonight. Only two Marvel hacks on the line uh, is Brother Beavis. What's happening, man? Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, you know, sorry I couldn't make that DC series, but you know, you guys <laughs> pulled it pulled through, so that's cool. Yeah, full so agenda tonight. Have, uh, yeah, we do have a full one. We, your proxy was there, uh, so it was appreciated that your proxy made it. Uh, so you sent somebody. So we do appreciate that. Uh, we, if you're not, if you've been a watcher or a listener of this, we don't have Sandman tonight. A little bit under the weather, uh, but he's always in our. Uh, Thoughts and minds. He loves King. He loves King, yes. Also on the line tonight. That's Big Hutch. What's going on, man? Hello, all you happy people. Do you hate King? Um, the answer is yes. King sucks. Oh, oh my goodness. This this is I I got plenty of proof. Yes, uh, yeah. so yeah, if you've ever, if you've been a listener and a watcher, uh, Marvel cards will be tossed out tonight, um, <laughs> as well as some other thoughts and everything. So, but before we get into that, we're going to do the Black Widow movie um, review. Uh, Hutch didn't see it, uh, Brother Beavis and I did see it. Um, did you see it in movie theater, Brother Beavis? No, no. Mm-hmm. I uh, I gave Disney uh, fifteen dollars and then fifteen more dollars to hold on for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yes. mm. I'm sure. Cool. I'm sure that'll make her make its way to her at some point. But yeah, I don't at some think point. This is that point. Yeah, the money got to be washed in some island first, <laughs> but then it'll eventually make herself there. Um, okay, so my first question there was like, when should this movie have been made, Brother Beavis? Then, like, the setting of it, not necessarily when it is in terms of the MCU, but when should it have been made at all, if at all? Yeah, I think it would have been I think it would have been a perfect fit in the continuity of when it was released. Mm. And I think it's almost I don't know, it was just dumb to put it out now. Yeah. Or they could have put it out in between Infinity War and Endgame perhaps. Um you know, because she was she had her I mean then th- you know, it could have been just her sitting around in her fields for the 5 years reflecting on this past history or whatever, but yeah. I, I thought it would have been, it would have fit great and it would have been a great addition. And I, I don't know that this is the case, but I, I've been wondering if the introduction, the, the introduction of Spider-Man in that new movie that was kind of the, I guess it would have been homecoming mm. that was like unplanned at the time. I wonder if this was at the expense of that, but it's not clear to me they had plans for it anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, I mean, and I'm not going to get here and shit on the movie because I didn't really necessarily think it was bad, but it just seemed like kind of out of place. It didn't even feel like a phase one, which would be like an origin story. It was just like, hey, yeah, by the way, you know these characters and we're just going to introduce our sister and uh, Red Guardian and all these other folks and y'all just going to take it and shut up about it. Um, so it just felt like kind of out of continuity a little bit. But all right. So it definitely be- had like the solo feel to it as well. Like what, mm-hmm. what references have we made yeah. in all her movies? Let's go ahead and pay those off. Yeah, I was waiting for Chewbacca to show up. Um, 
So to recap, uh, it, I, and I sent this out to y'all, or maybe I sent it to my family and they got mad at me. This was, to me, it was Black Widow Winter Soldier. Um, that's what it, what it was. The, there were some widows that had been uh, powered up and they were loose cannons and they had to be brought in with a MacGuffin to kind of turn them back into whatever they were supposed to be. And, you know, we introduced uh, Natasha's sister into this and that's what they went and did. Um, tell me what I missed. Yeah, I, I, uh, to me, it was kind of a one-sided movie. I thought the protagonists were all pretty good. Um, I think the, in this case, the villain was just so reprehensible. And we, you know, we've talked on these shows a lot of times, like the villain makes the movie. And I've heard, I've heard, I've read like things that are saying, well, because it kind of broke that it was better or something, but not to Mm -hmm. me. I mean, like there was number one, you didn't really, there was no redeem. This guy had no redeeming factors at Mm -hmm. all. And at the same time, you didn't really, because he came in so late because of the shocking swerve that he was still alive and the even more shocking swerve about the identity of the taskmaster. Um, You didn't even really spend enough time with him to really care or feel anything when he apparently got blown up in the helicopter or whatever, but having apparently been blown up before and survived, are we, should we assume that he's still around or I don't know. I just, I think it was just a one-sided movie in that regard. I liked a lot of the hero side of it. I I liked Yelena and the, the red guardian was great. Um, Mm -hmm. Black Widow was solid. She always is. Although Mm -hmm. I think she's been a lot better and as sort of almost like a captain America sidekick to me, Mm -hmm. she was a better captain America sidekick than Bucky. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like the. Uh, there'll be some people that argue that. Um, the, uh, I liked the little sister, of course. I mean, I thought that was really cool. Um, but overall, like, I just, I mean, I didn't really anything I really overly liked about it or anything else. You know, the big bad didn't really care. The final climactic scene didn't really care. You know, we should maybe take a side topic about Rachel Wise is working on 20 plus years of being hot. Um, <laughs> So just, I mean, since The Mummy, I mean, and that was, what, 1998, if that, oh 96? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we're working on a solid turn here. Um, but other than that, I just thought it was just a movie. Like, I didn't didn't love it, didn't hate it. You know, it kind of, if maybe if it had come out before, what, uh, Infinity War or whatever, you know, I, to me, actually, a better story would have been telling, you know, again, they're not going to get the people for it, telling the story of where Cap, Falcon, and her were, in that time before they show up to save, you know, vision and Wanda, like that's a great, you know, that's a good story to me, you know, and even the thing about Budapest, it was like, Oh yeah, Budapest. It was really like, that's a poor reference. You know, they reference it so many times, but then they're like, Oh yeah, there's some arrows in the wall. Cool. Thanks. That was really 10 years worth of movies that you yeah. just, like kind of shit on. So, I mean, and the fact that he didn't even make an appearance, I mean, it was just whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, a lot of times when you know, like the, the a lot of the complaints about a prequel is like, well, you know, people survive, so mm-hmm. we know she at least survived to get back in the story, not beyond, right? But yeah. that part of it isn't what put me off. And I mean, I don't care. You can tell us right the story. It just, I don't know. It just didn't feel like there was enough sort of mystery there to to do this just to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. I would have rather that it happened somewhere along the story arc to then amplify her her role in the story. And now it's just sort of like cleanup. 
I think it, I think they just missed them. I just, they missed the opportunity to make this movie at any point yeah. prior to this. And I think it's just really pointless now. Yeah, it was. I, I that's kind of how I saw it too. That it should have run during regular continuity. Hutch, just kind of for you for on this part, do you think they don't run that movie because they didn't think a female superhero movie could pull money at the time? Because it should have come out before Infinity War. And at that point, we're talking eight plus years of movies. Clearly that, you know, there's an establishment there. Everybody loves the character. Like, why not make the damn movie? Yeah, it should have come out before Endgame and all that for sure. Um, I think it would have, I think it would have walked. It should have, it should have stood the test of time and people would have went to go see it. Right. I mean, she, I mean, Ghost in the Shell and some other movies she done, Mm. she kind of made those already. Yeah. So, yeah. Black Widow would have worked before this. Yeah, I, I tend to think it is that reason, mm-hmm. and that's why. Like, I have to reach for if I have to reach for why they wouldn't do it otherwise. Other than they didn't think a female lead would carry it or weren't ready for that. It's the only thing I can point to is the Spider Man to juggle their plans. Yeah, yeah, getting Spider Man back into it messed up a lot of things, or messed up with delayed things or whatever. Anything that you didn't like about it overall, other than the Smells like Teen Spirit remake. <laughs> I know you didn't like that, that. was bizarre too. I was just sitting there like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I don't think I like it. But I'm not sure why because I don't like the regular song. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. Um, no, I mean, there's nothing I really like. I'm I'm like a, a, a what is it? The Crimson Guard. I'm a Crimson Guard mark. So all the references to. Crimson Dynamo and Red Guardian and mm-hmm. Ursa. That was that was all hype for that stuff. Um, Dark Star and all them. They didn't, yeah. to my no knowledge, they did not make a Dark Star reference. Yeah, but I could have missed it. Ursa Major did. Yeah, Ursa. There was a character called Ursa, and they they kind of mockingly refer to him as as Crimson Dynamo, and Red mm-hmm. Guardian's like, "It's the Red Guardian." Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy was pretty great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, yeah. strange things do share. Yeah, not at the moment. I, that I mean, and we're gonna. I mean, literally, seamlessly walk into this. As after I kind of had a chance to think about it, I was like, this probably would have worked better as a Disney Plus series, um, where they could have fleshed it all out. Um, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I would say the the other thing I don't like is you know the the the, the red room like again. Too much borrowing, right? The big, the big battleship crashes on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know that was kind of the Ultron thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They just sort of hand wave that, that this giant floating helicarrier type thing would land or whatever. I don't know. The the other thing I've seen a lot is like, um, you know, people pick these movies apart and call it plot holes or things like mm-hmm. that. It's like, well, why didn't this? Why didn't that? Because it fucking didn't. It. Right. Like it, do- yeah. it doesn't have to all make sense, and you're not with no. every second of these characters. If there's something that you think should have been there, it's not. It's just because it's not. It's not because like it doesn't make sense. That that's it's been amusing yeah. for me to see people yeah. like look for things to kind of hold over until, just like we're doing, looking for things to hold over till the next movie comes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, nah. I mean, if your life is messed up because, if or your enjoyment of the MCU messed up because of this, that's a huge problem on you, not anybody else. Will she be in the next uh, Avenger movie? Uh, I would. Uh, well, that, not if breaking this news. On. Yeah, breaking news today. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't think I sent you the uh, side brother topic. Um, 
Charlotte Johansson sues Disney today because she says they released a movie on Disney Plus and that cut into essentially her profit margin or whatever back end deal that she had on the movie. And so she wants her, you know, she wants her change from that. Disney issued a statement that was like, you got paid $20 million, so you need to shut the fuck up. That was basically the statement, just in lawyer terms. And um, so it, it's money. They, they got money. For a year. Yeah, but they got money. She got money. That that's That'll be worked out. I mean, and honestly, to be perfectly fair, and, you know, the protest to hush and, you know, RIP female perspective or whatever, um, if you ain't working for Disney, you ain't working. At this point in time, they pretty much control darn near everything. So, I mean, you don't, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater in this situation. Even Keanu Reeves, who who has made thousands, millions, and millions of dollars with Warner Brothers, has now bent the knee to. Yeah, well, he's, he's in Toy Story Four, right? Yeah, as the uh, four. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can, if he can help, and he wants to be Wolverine or Namor mm-hmm. or any yeah, of them. God. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. So I'm sure it'll work out. But yes, she'll probably make an appearance because what else is she going to do? All right, so let's get through that. Uh, we do get the Easter egg because it is a Marvel movie. Um, Elaine Bennis shows up, or, or excuse me, what is it? Uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Uh, recruits Natasha's sister, you know, we're going to find the real killers like OJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to find the real killers of your sister. Uh, you know, she shows a picture of Hawkeye. I sent you a picture today. Like, I'm not a, you know, again, uh, the Hawkeye series that's coming up. You know, it's going to be on Disney Plus in, I think, November. Um, so I'm sure that's going to cross over in some sort of way, probably there. Um, so, you know, whatever. Anybody interested in seeing the Hawkeye TV series? I didn't watch all the other stuff. I might as well. Yeah. I guess I'm in. And it's in, and it's near Thanksgiving. So yeah. what else going to be doing? Did y'all read the Kate Bishop books? I did. I don't know if anybody else did the Kate Bishop Hawkeye books. Oh, okay. they're, they're pretty good. Andrews game on PlayStation Four. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I mean, you know, they're pretty good. Um, so, I'm yeah. interested in the show only because they've done so little, and everything they've done with him has been terrible. And so, I mean, I don't dislike the character, just the MC re- MCU rendition has been mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they try and salvage that or if they just mm-hmm. pile on what's already there and shuffle him off for somebody else. Well, I don't um, know how he recovers. Don't let, don't let the actor sing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and then, you know, when we just brushed off the fact that he was like, hey, you know what? I'm so sad. I'm just going to go kill Mexicans and Japanese people. And I said in game, and just was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm just gonna go kill people. It was like, I still make it still makes no sense. In the whole overall sense of that movie, when you watch that part, it's just like, how did this not make it on the editing room floor? Like, oh yeah, well he looked cool in the costume. Well, he had to be in it. I, get it. I, I know, I get it. It just makes no sense or whatever. So anyway, the rumor out there is that Kingpin from the Daredevil series is going to be the big bad. It's a rumor, but that's kind of weird though because he's Kingpin's not. A daredevil, or yeah, not a or yeah. Hawkeye villain. But the the Matt Factions, Matt Fractions here, Faction yeah, Fraction Fraction. series mm-hmm. of that at least a lot of the imagery is based on. It was centered in New York, so I, yeah. that would be the connection, right? Yeah. Well, he's in the comic book. He's the mayor, I think, of New York at this point in time too. But I, I can't imagine that they're going to bring all that into it. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. I, I mean, I, I mean, I you know. 
We're going to talk about Avengers series here. I said we're going to transition to it before. Let's transition to it now. Like, up next up, Loki. Uh, Loki finishes, uh, what, like two weeks ago at this point in time. For some reason, I swore that shit was like eight episodes. It was only six, <laughs> and it was perfect. Like, every series that they have now should probably be six episodes. And that's just enough. Like, when it gets to eight, and then, you know, remember Netflix was going nuts doing 12 episodes six. a season. Six a season, yeah. Yeah, no, Netflix was out of control because you'd always get those episodes. You're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and the flashback episodes, you know, I was like, no, six is perfectly easy. Um so we're not going to recap every single like episode because we, I think we did the first couple of ones on a previous podcast. We're just going to go, you know, kind of jump into the final and my note tell y'all that said like, so we basically did the Wizard of Oz, um, like, uh, finale here. You know, they I make it was way- Adam and Eve. Okay. I hear you. They make their way through the Emerald City. Um, and they, um, they use a spell to get past smog. Um, the, the dragon. <laughs> it was, really mixing metaphors now. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, what? Alioth? Is that what well, it was? Alioth. Well, you could have got. You could have said the tornado or something like that. I mean, you're going to Wizard of Ant- Wizard Oz now. That's the fair. Twister. Yeah. So Loki and Sylvie, they, 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 Alioth, whatever it's called, Alioth. Excuse me. They do some sort of spell or whatever, and this was after they, in the previous episode, had survived the end of time with all of the other variants of Loki, which I thought was really cool. Um, I thought that was one of the better things. Of course, we had the token black Loki. He got killed. But, you know, I thought that was... Not only did he get killed, but he was the bad guy. The traitor. Yeah, well, you know, got to... (laughs) <laughs> you gotta play the tropes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then my note on there says, like, the part where the dude was in the full Loki costume looking like Electro, you know, with his glorious purpose, well, that, you know, to help them get to their final point. I thought that was one of the coolest comic book things I'd ever seen. Uh, what'd y'all think about that? Touch. No. The costume is so hokey. Yeah, yeah it, went to, it was 1960s Loki and mm-hmm. alligator Loki or crocodile. Yeah, Loki. that was cool too. Um, yeah, all of them. The kid Loki, yeah, all kind of funny. Uh-huh. Brother Beavis, you didn't like the glorious purpose, dude? I didn't say that. I was just deferring to uh, mm-hmm. the senior member of the panel here. <laughs> um, so I would say... You know, I was I I was kind of bogged down in the first part of the series, and I thought the episode five was where it really picked up in a nice way. And I did, I did like the Loki variants. I did like the the glorious purpose scene, and uh, the but the problem I have is like they've done so many fake face turns with him mm. that it's hard to really Wrestling like turn fuck over. Yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to really like embrace it. Like, oh, here we go now. Mm-hmm. This is the redemption arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they kind of they kind of almost do that. I, I guess they believe that they did that in the in the last episode, but it's just you know it's never clear that he's actually grown or learned or changed, and right. they keep showing these aspects of him, and it's just hard to like take it for what's being presented. So mm-hmm. that's the only downside is like. Even with that guy, I mean, like clearly he sacrificed himself, and maybe for him that was his turn, and mm-hmm. it made sense in his arc. And and the 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 stitched together, like 
the costume we would have gotten if this movie was made in 1983 or something like that. That was, that was cool. And, you know, an interesting way to sort of bring some of the traditional Loki um, imagery into the series. Um, But that was the one thing is like, you just, how many, how many times am I going to you know, how many times am I going to let you going to fall for it and say, Oh no, now, now he's, he's finally turned. A true banana in the tailpipe situation. Mm. Um, so he and Sylvie decide that, you know, they get past Smog, uh, the wall breaks down, they break in to go see the wizard, and then we finally get inside, and the wizard is, okay, so we can't really call him Kang because they never referred to him as Kang, even though he's wearing a Kang suit. Uh, it could Kang be Kong. Immortus for all we know, but, you know, which we'll get into here when we get to Avengers Forever. Um, played, uh, my note says, brilliantly by Jonathan Majors, because is he crazy? Is he brilliant? Is he whatever? And, you know, we take this long, really ride about what actually happened and who he actually is and what's actually going to go on after this particular moment. And I mean, I thought it was great. I I really, you know, I'm watching this and the first time and I'm like, I have no idea what's about to happen here. And I think that's a great sign of a TV show because you just don't know. You know, they've set us up so many times with the fake freaking Quicksilver and all these things. And you were like, oh, okay, fine. Well, yeah, they're going to give us this because that's what we want. No idea what was going to happen, how it was going to end. And I thought that was really cool. Um, And so he presents them with a thing like, okay, well, you could kill me and unleash all of my freaking variants. And, you know, and he gave them a line like, where do you, you know, see the rest of my variants? Because they're all fucked up. Or you can, like, you know, stay together with your little freaking incesty love story and, you know, go back and rule, you know, that particular timeline, you know, it's really up to you. And my question in there was like, what's it called if you're trying to fuck your other self? <laughs> it's not really incest, right? It's some some kind of masturbation, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it would have to be somewhere in the masturbatory area, but um, yeah. But it's it a Dutch a- rudder. <laughs> somewhere between masturbation and a Dutch rudder. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and so Sylvie is like all out, as like, guardian <laughs> rudder. That's right. Uh, gar- and Sylvie's like completely out of control. You know, her life had been you know kind of shit on the run all these years, and so she's like, "I'm about to kill him." Loki tries to play the person of reason there, which kind of lays into what what uh, Brother Beers was saying. But you know, we can't really figure out there. They have their little fight. And, you know, and then there's a moment like he like Kang has seen or more this over freaking Jonathan. Jonathan, Yeah, he who remains. Jonathan Majors has seen everything that has happened literally to the point. It was like this was going to happen. He brings out a piece of paper like all of that. And then there's a moment there. And, you know, there's been a rumor out there. There was a video that I sent to you guys as well that, you know, at 28 minutes and 30 seconds. If you pair up what was it, uh, Vision, WandaVision, and this show at the same particular time, you know, when Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, everything changes. You know, he didn't foresee this. Like, everything's completely off the table at that particular point, and then he plays that out. So I sent that to y'all, and I know where Sandman felt on that. That's not a coincidence. Do y'all think that's a coincidence? There's no way it's a coincidence. No, I I don't think it can be. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, that perhaps you know his, his choice that he he gave them was was based on this inevitability mm-hmm. and so 
perhaps with someone else now in the mix who can also manipulate the time stream, there's more options than he who remains ends up at the end of the time stream, Um, which is what, I mean, he, he doesn't mind offering that option because in his mind, what will happen is he will end up there anyway. There will, he will, there will be um, the time stream war, multiverse war or whatever, and he will Mm -hmm. end up there anyway. And so he doesn't care about dying um, because he'll just be back there. He really wants to be free of this Mm -hmm. time loop that he's created for himself. And I thought it was amazing. I, uh, I just, we've said on here before, at least I've said, like when you're telling a story just through dialogue, you're, you're doing a bad job of storytelling. But in this case, just the performance and the delivery and the physicality of the role, the quirkiness, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Oh no, they do freaking nail it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think the first thing I texted you or in in the side channel was, like Sandman's going to have to walk back all this Kang hate because (laughs) I think we're in for a treat and I can't wait to see like, you know, this was, they branded this as a variant, right? Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the conqueror. And I, and I hope it's not just the typical over the, you know, over the top screen chewing megalomaniac. You know, I hope this quirkiness comes to that character as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, you're literally watching that and you know, Hey, I'm watching this as a TV show. Hey, I'm watching this as a comic book fan. It's like, oh my goodness, multiverse wars. Oh, check, please. Yeah, I want all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what we know, and we'll get to that, you know, what's coming next or whatever. It's like, man, freaking Disney, Kevin Feige, whoever you want to call it, like the, the fact that the, their ability to plot out shit, except for Black Widow, the, their ability to plot out shit like ahead of time is, is chef kiss, man. You know, I mean, this is, you know, there's clearly a plot or a plan here that's going to play this all out to the end. So, um, yeah, uh, that whatever. All right. So Loki gets body slide by HQ now as Sylvie sends him back to the TVA and she goes and she kills, you know, the variant. Um, and so he's down and, you know, back at the TVA, Loki doesn't know what's going on. Nobody knows what it is. And like, oh, you know, who are you? You know, what's, why are you here? You know, and then he looks at the thing that's in that hotel from freaking Dragon Con Hutch. And, you know, it's a, a statue of Kang or Immortus or Nathaniel Richards or whatever you want to call him. He who, you know, he, he should not be named. No, uh, you know, he's there and it's, you know, a much more definitive statue of him and his face now. So, uh, yeah, just brilliant. Uh, so I asked the questions in here. And there were um, there were two great moments there, too. One is after Sylvie, well, three after Sylvie stabs him and he's like, I'll see you later or I'll see you around or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was great. Mm-hmm. But then her reaction after that is just like, you know, this expectation of closure that never came. No. And it validates kind of what Loki had been saying. Mm-hmm. And then him sitting there just completely objected, object, dejected, mm-hmm. and then seemingly seized with, you know, you know, a, mo- a motive and a mission again to jump up mm-hmm. and try and, you know, engage the TVA and, and, and start mm-hmm. prepping for the return of this villain, which, you know, he has seen before in the form of Thanos and he died from it. Right. Um, and he has seen what running from it is. Mm-hmm. It's an empty life. And so all those things were great. Yeah. Uh, my question on there was like, you know, we've watched WandaVision and we watched Falcon and Winter Soldier or whatever. And I think we all came away from the finales of both of those. Like, it just didn't really feel like it landed. Um, 
Like it's just, you know, not that it was bad. You know, WandaVision had, you know, when hers turned into Scarlet Witch, I mean, that's a great moment or whatever, but it just felt rushed. And, you know, what we know about the production from COVID or whatever, whatever. Falcon and Winter Soldier, it really didn't like land at all. You know, yeah, it's great, you know, that Falcon becomes Captain America, but like the overall ending and the fucking return of the Jedi, you know, waiting for Lando to be clapping by the tree and shit. And that it just really didn't like kind of nail it for me, but this one seemed to nail it. Hodge, what'd you think? I liked it. Um, all in all, it was it. It started. It was crazy at first. I this is actually it started all crazy with this TVA stuff and mm-hmm. variants and yada yada. And yeah, by the end, you kind of I figured yeah, it all got figured out, and and you went with it. You, right. you went with the story and see where it lands. Y'all think this is a Mortis or Nathaniel Richards? Now that opens up the fact that we have a Reed Richards coming here. That movie's not supposed to come out until 2023, though. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's a pretty long laid out path there um, to tie that together. I mean, it's hard to say because Kang has connections to everybody. So okay. you don't really need to tie it to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, he, he's got plenty of ties just to the Avengers as is, and obviously he's been introduced, but I, you know, I do think that, you know, it does seem like WandaVision, the ending, the writing was there, but the, um, the production issues, it seems like with, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I think they just made some bad choices. Mm-hmm. And it, as far as the rack and sack of the villains and that, He'll make a he'll make a what you called it the Negro politics speech to, yes. to close it out, which was yeah. unsatisfying, and that's for sure. And the Isaiah Bradley dust, you yeah. know, sweep that up with a dustpan at the end. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they they made some bad choices there. I think if they had if they had production issues on Loki, they figured out a way to work around it, yeah. and they had the story kind of figured out. The other thing I would say is like. Even though clearly with WandaVision they had a path and she was going to be tied in, it still seems like the show was written as a show without sort of any sort of expectation of a sequel. Mm-hmm. Was it was written as a self-contained story. And and same for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was a story with a starting and end. Right. And so some of the criticism I saw of Loki is like it doesn't really resolve anything, but if you think it as a, a season finale instead of a series finale, even if that series plays out elsewhere right. to advance the story and setup. I thought it was great. Um, right. I don't think it, it, it closed out in six episodes may not be the, the time to do that, but I thought for what, you know, for what they did to move the story and, and set things up future, I thought it was great. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, the Easter egg for Loki is, you know, coming back for season two. And I saw a thing online the other day that they've already started filming for season two for Loki. So, you know, Whenever that's going to happen is when it's going to happen. You know, next up in the MCU universe, you know, Shang Chai or whatever, that's coming up in like September. But in terms of this probably story where we're going to see it, it's freaking Spider-Man and then Doctor Strange early next year. You know, Spider-Man is what's it? No Way Home. They've All the rumors are saying that we're going to see every single person that's ever played Spider-Man in any of the movies. Daredevil supposed to make an appearance in this as well. Like, I mean, you're not the, counting the, Venom too. No, we're not counting that. <laughs> They're not either. Um, you know, the timeline has been completely branched off into whatever, which I thought was a very cool scene too. After she killed him, 
And, you know, I mean, I think that's what we're going to get. And then it seems like Dr. Strange is going to be, you know, the person tasked with trying to put the, sh- the fucking toothpaste back in the tube, um, which, you know, should be interesting in and of itself. But yeah, it, um, again, they do a really good job of plotting their shit out because allegedly we're not going to see Kang again until Ant-Man and Wasp number three, which is in 2023, you know, and to quote Hutch, whatever, you know, I, I want to be able to see that movie, you know, from not from here, uh, <laughs> you know, in the movie theater. So, like, like twenty twenty three. That seems like a really far time off at this point. But there, hey. uh, there's been a sightings of Tyler Perry and and people are working their asses off like never before down yeah. here in so, well, I saw some behind the set stuff for uh, Black Panther uh, online the other day because they're filming at Tyler Perry Studio down there too. So. And they, he is he is humping like he ain't never humped before. Yeah, well, there's a different podcast for talking about Tyler Perry's humping proclivities. Uh, but anyway, all right. So, all right. So, let's, before we get into the comic book tonight, uh, we're gonna do a new segment on here, and it's called "Did You See That?" Um, I'm gonna take something from the world of geekdom and fandom that happened during the week that we were hadn't, you know, right before we recorded, and whether you saw it or not, I'm not really sure, but I think that it was so awful that if you didn't see it, we need to see it here. So if you're on the YouTube, you'll get a chance to see it. Hutch, you need to turn over the rights to me. Did. Okay, so let's see if I can do a show. Oh God, where is share screen? This is the old segment, the awkward manipulation yes. of technology yeah. by middle no, That's students. not it. How do you do? Yes. Oh, there's share screen. Here right. You should have practiced this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's yes. see. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Something's happening. It's rewinding. All right. So on the Flash this week, yeah. Um, and I saw it online. Something happened between. I I haven't watched the Flash since season two. Um, I hope we don't get booted from uh, the post up for YouTube for this. I haven't seen the Flash since season two. Um, my daughter still watches it. I just can't mess with it at all. Every time I see something about it, I'm just mortified by what I see. But this took it over the top. So, did you see when the Flash got a lightsabers? Here we go. <laughs> I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Yes, exactly. I see how you handle it. Lord, stop it now. <laughs> this- I saw this and I thought this was a joke, but it wasn't. It's a joke, but it was on purpose. Oh my god! Oh, he starts off. Yes, exactly. For the love of Not impulse. Oh, it gets worse. It gets it worse. It's worse, nigga. It's awful. I'm trying to tell you. Who is the white flash here? Do we know? I have Do no we care? Yeah, Hutch, you got that one. I don't. I don't know. The yeah. yellow guy, the, the, I'm that's assuming. That's reverse flash. Yeah, and that's. Or zoom or whatever. Mm. I don't know if this video actually has the oh, full look. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Darth Maul and some Jordans. Jesse Quick. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. So that's John Wesley Shipp, the guy who played. He, yeah, he right. was originally. Barry's dad in the show, right. and then he came back as the uh, whatever the Silver Age Flash was. Right. 
Jason or Jay Garrett. Jay Garrett, yeah. But then he it was a swerve. He was like masquerading as Jay Garrett. I don't no, know. Enough, enough. No, <laughs> no, the flash is my one B uh, character in DC, and it got, it, I can't. I haven't watched it since season two. Mm, I couldn't do it. No, I, I tried to watch that original series that came out back in the eighties or was that nineties, mm, whatever. I couldn't 80s. do that. That was a struggle too. I saw that. And I legit thought it was a joke joke. I'm like, oh, somebody must have made this, like, to be funny. Because when the hell does Flash get lightsabers? (laughs) But it gets worse the longer scene of that is, like, all the other Flashes. There's, like, a thousand on the show now, Impulse and all the other ones. They come out with lightsabers, too, and fight, like, multiple versions of that white Flash character. I'm like, nope, good. This is the equivalent of when we watched the Captain Marvel film when all the Marvels came out. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. "Good night." Oh, you mean Shazam? Shazam, yes, yes. You call it Yeah, I understand. Yes, that was yeah. Side brother topic. That movie sucked. People are like, "Oh, that's a good movie." That movie <laughs> not very good. I'm sorry. Did y'all like that movie? Did y'all see that movie? I saw it. I saw it. It was Shazam backwards. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are like, oh, it's really good. I mean, this is a fan of this is a, a Attack of the Clone situation. Like, yeah, you're comparing it against the other DC movies that were really bad before it, but this is not a good movie. Stop telling me this is good. Is this Your volume movie? dropped way down, by the way. Me? Yes. How about now? Can you hear me now? A little louder, please. Can you hear me now? A little louder, please. Now? Loud? You two took half your half your skills. I so. know, man. What the oh, there you go. Yeah, better? Okay. Yeah. I'm back. Yes, now we're back. All right. So let's get into the book of the night and the book of the season here, which is Avengers Forever from 1998. Carlos Pacheco, Kurt Busiek. Uh, my note on here says, do you remember collecting this back in the day? Um, and then we'll get to that in a second. Do you remember collecting this, Brother Beavis? I vaguely remember conversations about this book. Yeah, I got this. And this was probably right after I got back into comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, this is right very near the beginning of Avengers volume three, which follows the heroes reborn mm-hmm. life Eldera. Yeah. And so I don't remember that there was anything from necessarily like from the main storyline that prompted this. Mm. It was just, it seemed like just kind of a side topic. Obviously they tie into previous events, but yeah, I was kind of a mark at that point. So um, I remember getting it and I was, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And um, it's definitely as bizarre as it is. I think it's more cohesive than a lot of time Modern traveling time. stories. And I think that's because it's, you know, 12 issue limited as opposed to being stitched into regular continuity. Right. Why do you remember getting this? No. Did you read this before? Okay. No. no. This been out this new before. stuff. Oh, okay. So I, I do remember getting it. This is after the, um, Heroes Return era. You know, Carlos Pacheco was on the Fantastic Four when they came back from Heroes Return. And he was a, you know, he's a different artist, um, like in how he draws things. And it didn't work on Fantastic Four for whatever reason for me, you know, even though I think Kurt Busick was writing that book as well. And so they kind of come over to this book as a mini series and uh, or a maxi series because it goes the whole year. 
And I was like, oh, man, I remember reading this and I'm starting to read it for the, you know, for the podcast. And I'm like, hey, this is actually not that bad. You know, and again, this is if you've been here before, uh, we rank books sometimes, especially modern books, about how many shits it's going to take for you to finish it. This is not a one shit book. Um, this Whoa. is a yeah, this is a, at a minimum, at a minimum, this is a two shit book. <laughs> oh, it's funny i just looked at the page count i was assuming it was like a double issue or something like mm. that it's not no no this is like old school claremont yes it's very long a lot of verbiage um there's so much going on in this particular book and this is just issue one and it's building into like a much deeper story that we're about to get into you know over time so we're going to do issue one tonight you know we'll double up this will be the book for this season what we had talked about doing, if you've been listening before, is like, oh, we're going to look at some stories for individual teams or heroes, you know, that are epic stories for that particular, you know, person or group, you know, and I think this is an epic Avenger story. And what this told me is that I did not read a lot of Avenger stories. <laughs> I have not because I have no idea what's going on in this book. Um, I could barely tell some of the characters in here if they weren't a mainline Avenger. We're going to make fun of a couple people here tonight for sure of the characters that are Avengers, Avengers. But uh, let's get into it. So space bitches, uh, Beta Centauri number four, I believe is what it says. It's under attack and all the people become to get frozen and like, oh, OK, what's happening? And then my note says, like, when I first read this, I had no idea what's going on. Like, absolutely nothing. Who are these blue people? Is this uh, what's <laughs> you don't know the blue people? I don't know the blue people. These are Yondu's people from from Beta Centauri. Oh, really? Masters of the Yaka Arrows. Oh, shit. No, I definitely did not know. I hate missile arrows. Hmm. Oh, okay. See, y'all read more Avengers books than I did. That's Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Two, though. Old school. No, from the the original comic team, not the Peter Quill version. No, I didn't read that shit either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I read it. I, sometimes yeah. I wish I didn't, but I read it. Nice. Ships attack from above. They're dropping plasma cannons on all the frozen people. And then, oh, well, these oppressed people, they're blue and shit. You know, the Avengers are going to come and save them. Um, no. Not so much. No, the Avengers come to kind of increase the carnage. Uh, so we got all these people. The Hammer Troopers, uh, with their, the Thors, and there's a whole bunch of them. The Repulsor Troopers, which is a bunch of Iron Men. I kind of like that the fact that they did the, um, the, with the, woo, devil Iron Man thing, like the armor thing. Mm. Uh, the Shields Men, which are the Captain Americas and the Micro Swarm, which are the Ant Mans or whatever. And they come up on the people and they mess them up too on the frozen people. You know, who could be behind this attack? You know, gotta be Thanos, you know, some villain or whatever. Nah, it's Rick Jones. Or what do they call him? John's Rickard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Went for originality there. Yeah, well, you know, um, he's a descendant. Yeah, well, they're punishing the rebels for this thing. You know, somebody stole the Death Star plans and shit, and they came down and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna kill you know whoever did this, you know, because you weren't loyal to the Empire." Uh, you know, don't mess with the X Men. I mean, the Avengers. Uh, and that's the end of our prologue with a group of people. They green though. They're like, hey, this ain't going the way we thought it was going to be. Those are the timekeepers. Those are the timekeepers. Those are the timekeepers. I don't read the Avengers books. <laughs> you just watch the show. Don't be talking to me like I know what I'm talking about. You just watched Loki. This is the timekeepers. Man, that was space, space lizards. This is the time space These lizards. Are space lizards. God damn, I ain't even know. Uh, so yeah. 
All right. So then the main part of the book begins on the blue part of the moon, uh, which has been, you know, what that's where Phoenix died or Jean Grey got killed or whatever. And so I don't know what there's humans and all them. Yeah. What what what's so special about the blue area of the moon? That's because like, you can breathe and shit. There? There's atmosphere there. Okay, that's what it is. I think um, it was terraformed by the Cree or something. Right. And now the internals, the uh, Inhumans live there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, don't the Watcher kick it over there too? Yeah, I don't think he's constrained to the the blue area though. I think right, he, he, right, he, he can stand on the earth like an X Man. Right, chill. <laughs> okay, so as the X as the Avengers are there, you know, um, they make a reference of like, oh, you know, they just had come out of this particular battle or whatever. But then as you read the book on, they're really only there to do what they're supposed to do here with Rick Jones, and we'll get to that in a second too. All right, so the Avengers team of this moment, Cap, duh. Iron Man, cool, 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 cool. Ant Man, Giant Man, Hank Pym. Okay, yeah, Ant Man, Giant Man, Hank Pym. Although they called in him off reserves. Oh, okay. As we learned. Giant Man, okay. Uh, Scarlet Witch, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool, different different uniform. All right, and then they were like, well, um, let's get some scrubs. And this is typical Avengers book, apparently. Brother Beavis references this all the time is that there's somebody on the team that shouldn't be there. Uh, who's like always questioning their abilities? Okay, I disagree, Just, sir. I strongly okay. disagree with your take. Okay, you're the one that said it. Hold on. No, I agree that I said that, but I think you're misapplying <laughs> my logic here. <laughs> I'm gonna go for these people first, and then you can explain it. Justice. Who the fuck is that? I, I didn't look him, that person up. Yeah, All right, they probably didn't give him a Marvel. No, card. it's totally <laughs> it's Vance Astro from the from the New Warriors. And Firestar also from the New Warriors. So in the third, in Avengers Volume Three, they this the first three issues, which George Perez drew. They draw in. Mm -hmm. There's some plot by Morgana, and they draw in every single Avenger ever. Mm -hmm. And it's part of it is the they Scarlet Witch is able to to draw Simon Williams's ionic energy across the ether and re-manifest him and he becomes the blue and red oh, glowing wonder man yeah, at that yeah. point mm. and so once they settle that then they break the team up and the core team is like scarlet witch vision thor iron man uh warbird which who was captain who became captain marvel and then carol mm. danvers mm. cap and and i don't know why he has a, a glowing shield but they established the I can't remember at what point they were Avengers, but Firestar and, and Justice, who was Marvel Boy in the wow. New Warriors before he became Justice, they became reserve members, and it looks like they've bled a few by this time, and they're on the main roster. So Marvel Boy is not an also-ran, or Justice, in my opinion, IMHO, <laughs> is not an also-ran, because like he was one of the features. He was one of the featured characters of the New Mutants, was which is a legit comic story, a legit line of comics, no matter what anybody says. The, the New mm. Warriors. Yes. 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 Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. New I, Warriors is as good as Thunderbolts, in I, my opinion. I collected both. I like Thunderbolts better, but I like New Warriors too. But yeah, sure. You got me fucked up. Um, first off. Morgana, the only one I recognize is the Kissing Bandit. Two, <laughs> uh, Five Star is from Spider-Man and his amazing yeah. friends. That's it. You yeah. know, uh, Miss Angelica Jinx, man. That's it. 
We don't need to see you in no comic books at all. Like, that's it. It's Miss Angelica Jinx. That is all. Uh, I, I'm like looking at this. I'm like, how in the world? Like, that's all top shelf Avengers. That's not even middle rung Avengers, man. They went. That's way below. Come on, man. Like they can't be. You gotta. You gotta bring in some different folks every so often. And that was the logic of why they became reserves. But mm. then I guess they had to go from being reserves to. Yeah, I called whatever. up. Damn Gulf War. Um. So they're there to bring Rick Jones, uh, to the um to the blue side of the moon, you know, because he had gotten something was wrong with him or whatever. The, and we go through this, this is your life, Rick Jones moment, where we go through all these particular stories where he was important to the Avengers. Again, and the Hulk. I am not read. Uh, apparently, I haven't read any Avengers stories. I don't recognize <laughs> any of this shit. Like, did y'all read any of these stories they were referencing when he became, like, you know, he hulked up when he got Kree and Scroll powers, or the Hulk beat his ass into a wheelchair? I've read some of these. I'm only familiar with the, I guess it was. Was it the second? It was either the Cree. I think it was the Cree Shiar War, which was the Olymp- the basis of Operation Galactic Storm. So mm-hmm. I don't really know much about the other one. I w- I had a chuckle when they were talking about they fought these, battled these villains like the Space Phantom. What? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm like, um, what? I don't know who. I don't know any of this stuff. Like, I mean, legitimately. Um, and then I. I, I I don't know if I put it in here, if it was a joke thing. I was like, when did he become Blue Falcon? <laughs> because that suit is definitely the Blue Falcon suit. He didn't have dynamite with him, but that's the Blue Falcon suit. Uh, oh, so I don't think that's Rick Jones. That's oh, the that's, that's Nighthawk. Oh, right? okay. yeah. yeah. My so he in life. his role in the Kree Skull War was he pulled all these World War Two and and Elseworlds heroes in to save the day. Right. And that's the that's the setup for this. They enable they reactivate his power to pull people from across the timeline. Okay, let, let's just go ahead and go ahead and say whatever. Okay, so I, I'm I'm just guessing I haven't read them. The Avengers comic books must have sucked <laughs> because none of this shit sounds interesting to me at all. So I'm just saying maybe it's me. I'm sensitive. These Avengers comic books don't sound that good, Hutch. You had a bunch of them. You had the one with Ronan. I oh damn it! Don't remind me. <laughs> I collected. I had a whole. I went from like one seventy something to like two thirty. Two. I was in there for a minute. And yes, they went through the captain, the black captain Marvel, and uh, oh time Druid. They they went through a whole bunch of scrub. So yes, there were some moments where they was like, "Ugh, this ain't good," and you I collected to- them. Do you have the book where he teamed up with Rom? Because it said he teamed up with Rom in Space Knight. Do you have that one? I think it's got to be worth some money. Oh God! I, I hate Rick Jones too. Let me talk. I do too. There. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? He's sidekick supreme, Bucky with no powers. I mean, right? Yeah. But but actually, it? does have power. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. yeah. yeah. I I th- I think it's fair to say the you know while we can list off. You know, notable stories like the Celestial Madonna, Atlantis attacks, whatever. Who? Those stories don't, those Avenger stories don't stack up to, uh, you know, Galactus versus a Fantastic Four or Dark Phoenix or anything like that. They just don't. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Well, they bring Rick so fucking messed up ass to the Supreme Intelligence who they got as a prisoner on the blue side of the moon or whatever. And, you know, they're like, hey, you know, he's all messed up. So Supreme Intelligence, dude, you need to fix him. He's like, um, yeah, leave the boy with me, which is kind of some creepy pedophile shit, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, yeah, just leave him with me. I'll take care of him. I don't know about that. Um, and Cap's like, no, nah, we're not doing that. We're not leaving him with here. You know, you're going to perform your whatever experiments or whatever you're going to do on him here. And there's a great shot there of, like, all the heroes together in, like, a panel shot. That is a great shot. Like, we're all, like, individually there. Like, uh. Carlos Pacheco can draw his ass off. Just mm. FYI. It didn't work on Fantastic Four. I don't know why, but this book is very well uh, drawn. Um, and, you know, in the Supreme Court. Yeah, feel. Yeah. Yeah, his style is unique, I guess. I'm going to guess that since all their costumes are the same, maybe that's what it is. Because it, it, it doesn't have the same kind of detail, I don't know, as some of the other artists. So if you're drawing four people in the same outfits, I could see why that would fall apart. Plus there's mm-hmm. always weird stuff going on in the background. But yeah. I think I think it's it look the book looks great to me. Yeah. It's and, color, that's for sure. Well and then you know it looks kind of side note too, you know, if you see that Wanda's on the team but they don't pay any attention to her, it's like, no wonder this bitch went crazy. Y'all never gave her anything to do. You know? Well I thought she was like she was the one given the like the creds to the 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 guards and all that. I think yeah, she's, she's right. the number two here. Number two. Yeah, because Iron Man doesn't do anything. I mean, he she's basically her and Cap are basically does, leading the way here. Yeah, he does have a, a, a soliloquy or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. there for a second. Ah, shut up. Well. Um, so he's like, well, you guys don't have a choice. You have to leave the thing, you know, the boy with me and Cap. Like, all right, well, you got 24 hours to fix him or else, you know, he's like, okay, sure, fine. Yeah, well, he leaves him there. And then, you know, what's the a mysterious hooded figure shows up. It's like, hey, you know, him and the Supreme Intelligence talk. The Supreme Intelligence apparently was lonely on the blue side of the moon, too. <laughs> it was just like, I don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, like, who the fuck wants to talk to the Supreme Intelligence? Like, that's kind of weird. We could side on this fact that, you know, they really messed up that character in that Captain Marvel movie and turned it into well, whatever that was. Well, I mean, there's no way you could have done this. I was going to say, I'm sure, like, all right, we're taking some risks with this movie. <laughs> Should we also include a giant tentacle topped head in a vat of Bacta? I don't, I don't know if we should do that. Yeah. Well, he references that, you know, he's been playing, you know, they've been manipulating Rick Jones and the Avengers. And he says that did he kill the other Kree. Is there something like that? Yeah. So that's from Galactic Storm. So okay. the, the point of Galactic Storm was the Supreme Intelligence had recognized the Kree word at an evolutionary dead end. So he mm-hmm. prompted a war so he could use the Negabomb against the Kree homeworld Hala. And then trigger oh. mutation amongst the Cree. And so when the Avengers finally settled that, they were split because half the team wanted to execute him as a war criminal uh, led by Iron Man. And the other half, led by Cap, didn't want to do that. So it, they, they executed him. But because comics, he had already uploaded his sentience into something else and then was eventually snagged by S.H.I.E.L.D. and put in prison here. Nice. Well, I had no idea about that either. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Um, well, 
Yeah, because comics. All right. And then, you know, as the, the hooded figure there, we start to see some, some glowing feet. You're going to see a pair of legs. Uh, I'm guessing you don't know who this is either. I don't. Who that is? He serves the balance, don't you know? He's Libra of the Zodiac. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Sagittarius. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, he, the, so the Zodiac was the, the, the 12 minions of Zodiac, usually ooh. led by a Sagittarius who may or may not be Nick Fury's brother who may or may not be clones at any clones or robots at any given time libra is one of them i don't know why he was picked from amongst the 12 to be in this but yeah he's this is why people don't read comic books (laughs) how in the world could you pick this up like and i've read comic books how could you pick this up and like just on a random like seriously that's that's why modern that's how modern comic books only got like 55 words in them nobody can follow this (laughs) <laughs> God. Come on, man. All right. So we go to Limbo now. We find Immortus, Explorer, Ruler, Conqueror. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Before reading this over again, I didn't catch it then. I didn't know Immortus and Kang was the same fucking person. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just like completely gone. So I guess his job is to watch the timeline, and he's really uh, not that. Can I? Can I? I want a flashback. That scene yeah. where Jonathan Majors is like, "Come on, Sylvie." Grow up. We're all villains here. Murderer. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. That was he amazing. Did a really good job. Um, yes. So he, Kang he, and Immortus, same guy. Yeah, he goes back to hey, one scene oh. yeah, that he keeps watching over and over and over again. And, you know, um, and then he looks at Rick Jones and he sends Tempest. You know, out to I, I never. Why does Tempest look like a a a, a frost, frost giant? giant? Yeah, is man. Tempest a frost giant? Yeah. Is he a frost giant? He looks like one. But is he a frost giant? Never heard Maybe. of Tempest before either. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I I just saw him in an. I was reading Avengers West Coast for no good mm-hmm. reason. And I saw him in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, he shows up. He's been tasked to go ahead and kill Rick Jones or whatever. He's going to hit him. This is some. I'll I can I'll put a dollar on it. Okay. Well, he's look. He's gonna hit him with the mighty war club, and you know, and crash his spirit. Okay. Uh, but you know, something happens that counteracted his uh, spell. Counteracted his spell. You know, his time, whatever. And who is it? It's Kang, bitches. Shout out, Sandman, man. We miss you, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, thigh high boots and all. Uh, you know, it's it, it's Kang. Um. And then that's what he says, you know, Kang is the older, ver- Immortus is the older more, version of Kang. More who, perfected. Yeah he's, yeah, he's not, you know, the war monger or whatever that Kang is. Uh, had no idea, didn't really know. Um, so Immortus is like, Kang, what is you doing? And he's like, Rick Moans must die. And Kang's like, nah, son, that's not going to happen. And Tempest attacks and then he gets killed. And then, you know, he gets shattered, you know, into all these million shards and pieces. But then, like, the pieces turn into, like, <laughs> it's like all these war, like, people that go to war and now going to fight against Kang. And so I said to y'all, let's look at some of the, like, the fake hero or the fake villains or the fake whatever army here that he has. So I was like, all right, well, there's Dirk the Daring there mm. with his shield, like, ready to fight. Uh, who else you got that you would think that's in here? Um, you know, that could be John Carter on the, uh, the, the, 
Confederate looking sword wielding guy. That could be John Carter. Yes, that's fine. Uh, there was another army dude too, that the one is front and center, but I can't remember the name of that character. Sergeant um, Rock. Yeah, there he is. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. You got somebody from 300 in there with his yeah. shield on. Um, nearly you other. You got, one. uh, Russell Crowe from Gladiator. Yeah, there you go. Like, it's just like kind of like this weird group of people that he's going to send. And Kang's like, oh, that's what you got? Well, I'm breaking out the gats. <laughs> <laughs> and starts mowing people down, you know. So thank you, Hodge, for pulling that up if you're watching online. Um, so, I mean, just the, like, a, it was kind of like a weird thing. Like, oh, well, now he turns into these. Oh, there's a Native American dude back there. No, that. it's, uh, he, the, he's able to use Tempest's body to create gateways to pull people from across time. Can and this is can I this is where I like to interject. Canes <laughs> <laughs> and the immortuses, you got the whole blankety blank timeline to play with, and this is the best you could do. Bring Dirk to Daring. <laughs> yeah. Come on, ref. Come on. Yeah. He I mean Nightcrawler might stand a chance against this set. Yeah, that exactly. Let me pull out my my these average dudes are a little better than average regular dudes. people. Yeah, right. With typical, typical, I believe, is the uh, term you're looking for. Yeah. Mess. Mm. Well, Mess. Chum, bam. What kind? What kind of? What was Marvel? What was uh? So let's get into that because you had done it before. Okay, so what are the Marvel cards for Immortus, and then for Kang? Now I think we played with the Kang character in the Secret Wars Marvel game back in the day. We and did. I think he was the villain in the second module they put out. He was. The first one was X-Men and the next one. Okay. So, like, I mean, as much as Sandman hates Kang, um, <laughs> his he, physical attributes are not good. And no, his odds of hitting people with these guns. are good. That's the problem. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and also, if you're on the YouTube thing, if you see Hutch's, I mean, he was completely bitch smacked in the original Secret Wars. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, this is some shit. And, uh, like, he gets vaporized by Ultron. Like, I mean, he. Right. He was the cat. first casualty. Now, Kang was the black person in a horror movie. Uh, he didn't make it very far. And, um, so th- he hasn't gotten a lot of respect. Maybe in the comics or whatever back then, you know, now. You don't deserve it now. Oh, There's a up. great sequence in the Infinity Gauntlet where him and Doom are like traveling side angle side fight to, mm. to, uh, to, uh, try and do something about Thanos and get the gauntlet. And there's like this moment where they turn on each other that's pretty funny. Cause like they both know it's coming and it finally does. Kane, all of you. Well, I mean, he's about, you know, use a wrestling term, fuck Hulk Hogan. He's about to get a big push here, obviously. And to be frank, that Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, but they gave him a huge push yeah. in that, too. You know, they didn't make him a punk. You know, they didn't do anything like that. They really made him a, a, a decent character, you know, with a purpose as well, you know, that made sense. Um, You know, see, so he was a villain, yes, for sure. But, you know, you could understand why he was acting the way he was. Uh, all right, so this is his Marvel card if you're watching on uh, YouTube. Fighting typical. That's awful. It's good and awful. It's remarkable strength. This is terrible. Oh, he lift a ton. He could lose to Nightcrawler. He could lose to the Wasp. 
<laughs> he could take yeah. an L from the wasp. So no, he, in the basic game, he had like an unearthly force field. And that was his thing when he first came in is you couldn't touch him. Right. He kind of didn't fight because he just marshaled his troops and he had a force field. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is bad. That, that's not a good card. Right. You, you came from what, a thousand years in the future? You can do anything and you come back to get your ass beat with a blue face. <laughs> And a tunic and some thigh high boots. And some thigh highs, yeah, bad, yeah. Wearing, I mean, you're the, you're one of the worst blue face people. You're one of the worst characters to wear green and purple. Come on, man, this is this is Sandman level hate here. Green Goblin got stats on him, yo. (laughs) Green Goblin. I'm I'm wearing a shirt right now. I don't know if y'all can see it. Pop your collar, sir. Uh, Whatever. It, it's a it's a tribute to all the villains, and it's got on it's great. It's got Doctor Doom, Thanos, Red Skull, Galactus, Magneto. There ain't no Kane. <laughs> well, prior to the MCU making him a bigger thing, Thanos was in comic books, obviously, and they took that from that to make this freaking movie. But, like, he wasn't, like, a mainstream villain either, you know? Like, it was just somebody he wanted to be. Yeah, that his one arc. Yeah. And the the funny thing was, Ultron was, and they sort of flushed that in one shot. And they flushed it, right. Yeah, It's funny you should say that, because I watched that, like, the other night, and I'm like, golly, they really, like, kind of blew this. They could have made Not my Ultron. No, yeah, they really went someplace else with that. All right. So who else you got here, Hutch? Is this... I mean, I, uh, got, I had to give me. Some- give me uh, uh, Immortus. This is worse. Cause in this, that's his older self. He's got to. Yeah. Be- I mean, give me a second to find. Immortus him. was just like when he's in limbo, you can't do anything to him. Mm. Right. Now there's a thing called the Council of the Kangs. Now I, I don't know if this comes up in this particular series or whatever, but like where all of them get together. I mean, I, again, my Kangness comes from him. You know, taking a, a freaking. Um, jobber loss in Secret Wars, and then whatever's on the cartoon. Um, uh, you know, I don't really remember I, I, a whole bunch. Yeah, of yeah I think he might have dropped the TV title in the in the got Secret the Wars. TV title. Oh, oh man! They, well, they put the belt on him briefly, and then he had to drop it when Doctor Doom came back into the territory. Yeah, he's <laughs> always getting jobs. So yeah. the uh, the He Who Remains character we got in the show is somewhat similar to look to Immortus. That's why. Some people would, whereas a lot of people were just labeling Kang. To mm-hmm. me, it was more like Immortus because Immortus has seen, again, has seen sort of what yeah, Kang will do and mm-hmm. has taken more of a sort of a protective role over, I think, seven centuries or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that he, you know, has always been a hero. Like he, he will pull up some schemes to try and preserve his own interests and things like that. But the, I think the Council of the Kangs is just from a period where, so the, one of the things with Kang is he influences his own timeline. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so there are times where there might be like a prime Kang who has risen to, you know, overthrow the other ones, or there's times where they're working together. And that Council of Kangs would be more of that second case. Well, his character card sucks. Yeah. Um, it's bad. Um. Damn. Yeah, he's right. basically he's he can't do a lot. He's just untouchable. Mm-hmm. Now he's got the force field. Yeah. Okay. 
and dimensional travel yeah, and vulnerability. Um, mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he did uh, sexually mor- uh, molest slash uh, uh, yeah, right. that to Ooh. Miss Marvel. And was that Avengers 200? What, that, was that him or that was the that was I didn't think that was Immortus, was it? I think it was Immortus. But yeah. Googling. He, he definitely <laughs> he had, yeah, it was some wild crazy stuff when I was oh. oh. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, yeah. you looking at kid's name is Marcus, right? Yeah. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus. So Kang family's black. Um, I'm saying. Marcus and with a K. And you also see Marcus with a K. as a relative. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, as y'all looking that up, uh, Rick, Rick Jones wakes up in the middle of this fight between fucking <laughs> Stratego and Ken and him shooting guns. And I was like, he's like, man, if I could find a phone, I'm like, nigga, you on the moon. What the fuck? Are you looking for a phone? What are you talking about? Uh, so yeah. But he's a all tingly as well. You know, his powers or the supreme intelligence keep hyping him up like, hey, you know, your, you know, whatever your race needs you. Uh, let it out. Uh, you know, now is the time. And he gets the Phoenix effect. And, you know, boom, we got a new Avengers team to end the book. And I don't know who some of these people are. Either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, OK, so that's giant man. Obviously, I can figure that out. And Wasp. Uh, is that Captain Marvel? What, 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 uh, what? No, it's, well, in a sense, it's Genus Vell, yeah, who is man. some offspring of Captain Marvel. Right. Okay. And I've, I think I've confirmed that, yes, indeed, Immortus was Genus. the rapist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, raped, he raped who? Captain Marvel? Ms. Marvel at the time. Oh, Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Okay, so this is some version. It's, of- he raped her to give birth to himself. Right. Exactly. Which is Marcus. Sylvie and Loki shit is this. Um, <laughs> that was Avengers 200, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, right. I had it. Gross. Um, why is this Marvel looking like Anderson Cooper? Why does Anderson look like that? So it's, uh, well, this is, he's got the Quasar sort of get up. But he is more the Marvel family, if that makes sense. Because okay. he has the Negabands and he has more of the Quasar outfit without the cape. So Hank Pym is also yellow jacket yes. and giant. So why are they, they got two of them? Do you want two. me to explain it or do you want to? I need say? to understand it. All right. So keep in mind. Oh, all right. So let's now we'll revisit. So remember in the previous Cree Scroll War. That I also didn't read. Yes. Rick Jones pulled heroes from across the timeline. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he is prompted by Libra to pull heroes from across timelines mm-hmm. to um, to stand, you know, to to stand with Kang and help mm-hmm. him defeat Immortus. So you have Giant Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp, and so I'm not sure exactly what era the Giant Man comes from, but the Wasp is pretty much she's the leader. This is from her when she was leader of the um, of the Avengers. Then you okay. have Hawkeye when he was in Goli- as Goliath right. in the Goliath outfit. At least I, can, I don't know if he shrinks or grows in this. You also have Yellow Jacket from the time where Hank Pym 
was having like an emotional breakdown mm. and didn't realize he he didn't believe that he was Hank Pym. Something like that. And then not revealed here, this is the Captain America from when he's disillusioned with the government. <laughs> Every Captain America. And then we have Songbird and Genusville. Songbird from uh, clearly clearly wearing an Avengers logo, but um, we know her at this point from the Thunderbolts. And okay. then Genus Vell, who you probably, had, maybe you would know, but mm. you'd have to be reading some sorry comic books to have seen it. Wow. Okay, just off the top of my head, um, this Avengers group couldn't beat they meat. Um, <laughs> what, they have no strength at all. Like, literally, there's nobody strong. Captain Marvel can do incredible. Well, the, at this time, uh, Cap is, although he is uh, not as decisive, he does have super strength. Oh, okay. Well, super strength, like, incredible? Yeah, like, yeah, incredible. But Genus Vell is probably stronger than all Off of them. Off the charts, okay. That's Ola Anderson Cooper. Okay. So, yeah. I like the, the panel with the blurred images, and then that, the that, the, that last page is great. Yeah, no, it's a, again a super well drawn book. Um, well, and that's how issue number one ends. You know, we have this kind of roll call of the Avengers. They're wondering why the hell they got in this particular situation or how the hell they got here. We and that's where too. we are. Yeah, we do too. And so, you know, that's it. You know, so I mean, yeah, a good introductory book. And again, as somebody who didn't read a lot of Avengers comic books, kind of get lost in the shuffle here. And, you know, I don't want to play, you know, like, oh, this is why, you know, modern comics are better than or greater than or whatever. But this is why continuity can become a huge issue for people just trying to pick up a comic book off the, um, you know, off the rack. Because, you know, y'all are telling me stories that I'm like, wait, what? Avengers who? And what? Kang is who? You know, this is some, you know, some Jerry Springer shit. And, you know, people might not be able to follow that all around. But I mean, yeah. But the the alternative is like, so if you took literally like half the exposition out of here, just all the backstory, mm-hmm. like if you start from the perspective of, I don't understand, even with the backstory, I still don't mm-hmm. get it. I still don't understand it. Yeah. The modern alternative is you just strip all that out because it doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah, like you couldn't figure it out. Yeah. It would just be like today we want to tell a story with Giant Man, Yellow Jacket, Goliath, yeah. Songbird, Wasp, Genus Vell, and Captain America. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know Goliath has the same powers as Giant Man, and Giant Man's the same person as Yellow Jacket. So this is a story I want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, <laughs> it's a dub booking. Um, <laughs> it really is. It doesn't make any sense. You know, you're just trying to get to this match. And I get that part. Like, I really do. But, like, you know, when you're watching watching it or reading it, you know, in the moment, it's just like, well, this doesn't really make any sense. But, you know, get to the match so I can, you know, kind of suspend that particular disbelief. You know, what you were saying, you were doing that. I was like, oh, so what you're describing is Secret Wars 3, which we read. Doesn't make any sense. You don't need yeah. to have any backstory about it. There's no really words to it. You just kind of have a vague general idea of that like, this character makes sense or whatever, and you just kind of move on. I mean, again, it's the essential you know, just, modern comic book. Just get on a roller coaster. And the way this unfolds, the plot is that um, they're, they're selected for particular reasons. Mm-hmm. And even though they are sorry, for the most part, <laughs> yeah. they, they have roles to play. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Like I said, I, you know, kind of read ahead a little bit, but it really just exposed how much I didn't know about the damn Avengers. Like, no anything. Like, oh, okay, so this will be good for me. I certainly can't think of any other Avengers story that I'm like, hey, you know what? This is a really good Avengers story. Well, the, and there's a reason that the MCU made movies about the Avengers. It was the only property they had sold off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone else was clamoring for the rights and the stories and they licensed it all out. And once they decided to make their own movies, that was the only thing they had left. Mm-hmm. Um, who and, decided we were to read this uh, series anyway? I may have suggested it after, after the Loki finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause it because it was. I remember when we were talking about, like, what are we going to read next? We had some really good ideas. And then when we came up again, I was like, uh, I don't know. Mm. And then well, think, after Loki, this one made sense. Well, I think with Kang becoming such a huge, obviously, thing here, you know, this is going to be, like, I think, you know, give Kang, you know, his flowers or whatever. You know, let him have his particular story. Let us, you know, run Sandman for, you know, six weeks about hating Kang you know, to get to the end of this story, you know, and we'll, you know, move into, you know, some other, you know, hero or whatever, you know, for the fall to see, you know, their favorite story. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I mean, I like reading this kind of stuff, you know, when we finish these things, I wind up going upstairs and editing and watching Infinity War and then going <laughs> back before and then going back and reading some of the things that y'all talk about so I can have a better frame of reference. And even if I don't read it, I just go read the damn Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, got it. You know, so I can have a, a general idea because a lot of these books, again, I didn't read. And not only I didn't read, I didn't even think about reading. Oh, look at Tempest. His card probably sucks too. Of course, he's a freaking Thorville. And, and there's a space phantom too, it looks like. Is that the space phantom? It looks like him. Awesome. Okay. All right. So that'll wrap up episode one. You know, we only did one issue tonight. This is a 12 issue miniseries. We are not taking, you know, three months to read this. You know, we're going to chunk some books together. Uh, if it's like every other miniseries that's ever really been written, you can definitely chunk some books together because I'm sure there are some skippable parts, um, here and there that you can mash into one or two issues. Uh, so. That's kind of where we'll be. So that'll be our main book for issue 13 or, ep- or season 13. But that's where it is. All right. Remember, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You know, rate, review, subscribe. You can watch it on the YouTube channel or subscribe to that as well. Um, am I missing anything? Am I missing anything? I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm missing Sandman, but. We are missing Sandman. Sandman, we miss you, man. You know, get better. Uh, for real, for real. Nothing serious, but just just get back. All right. So as the uh, X Men animated music starts to play us out, if you're listening to the podcast, I am the producer on this podcast, and I'm signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead. Damn, you see? Ten dollars. <laughs> Rub it in. Ten dollars. That is so bad. That's just standard, man. Oh my god. Uh, Brother Venus, go ahead and sign off. Damn. All right. We'll see you next time, wherever we end up on the time stream. That's right. Yeah. Where, wherever we are, man. We're really branching off for sure. Hutch, go ahead and sign off. Man. Good night, everybody. Yeah. We'll see everybody on the timeline later on. Pieces and hair pieces. <laughs> <laughs>